0: Hey guys, welcome to Better Late Than Never. You're here with Cassie, Alice, and Tanya for our weekly night chats. So sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy!
1: So, what's happening today?
0: I feel like I have a lot to say for this episode because we're talking about imposter syndrome. It has been something, well, it is something that I struggle with a lot. And (laughs) it has affected me mentally. And I think it's probably the main cause of what makes me sad. Most of the time when I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people deal with this. But, like, I only learned about it, like, very recently. Like, during the first lockdown. Because I was alone out and I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And then there was this one podcast. They had one episode that talked about imposter syndrome. Like, after listening to that, I was like, oh, my God. I have imposter syndrome. And I learned that it's, like, a... Tendency to feel that you're not enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I didn't know had a name until you mentioned it.
0: Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of people probably don't know about the term. Like, I was talking to my friend the other day, and she didn't know about it. She was like, "What's imposter syndrome?"
1: Yeah, I feel like it's mostly a normal thing that we go—not normal, but something that goes through our heads so constantly that we just treat it as normal and. We don't really think that much about it, but then in reality it could have some effects on us in many ways. But to the listeners that don't know what imposter syndrome is, wait, what is it? Not feeling enough? So imposter syndrome is
0: a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishment and have a persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And this was based on psychology today. I think after I learned about this term, I felt much better. Once I n- know that this kind of feeling is categorized, like somehow I just feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not categorized, I'm just like, oh, why am I like this? Like, why am I so sad? Of
2: course. That's true. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I
1: think I only got to know about imposter syndrome last year mm-hmm. as well.
2: It's something that's happened so naturally, I've never really thought about it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And then I think I even downloaded this book. I only read like two pages. It's called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Why capable people suffer from the imposter syndrome and how to thrive in spite of it. I mean, I think I downloaded it because I'm just like, I'm just trying to comfort myself (laughs) by saying that I have imposter syndrome because I'm capable. But then at the same time, like in another part of my brain, I'm just like, no, no, that's not true, Alice. That's not true.
2: Sounds like an interesting read. I'm going to thrive. It's by
1: Dr. Valerie Young. She has done a lot of studies, a lot of research, and a lot of talks about this topic. And then apparently she's further narrowed down imposter syndrome into five types. The first type is the expert. So the expert will not feel satisfied when finishing a task until they feel like they know everything about the subject. You know, it can make it really hard for that person to complete task. The second one is the perfectionist. Also, this person will experience high levels of anxiety, doubt, and worry, especially when they set themselves extreme goals that they are unable to achieve. They focus on what they could have done better instead of celebrating achievements. The third one is natural geniuses. They master many new skills very quickly and easily, and they may feel ashamed and weak when faced with a goal that is too hard. The fourth one is the soloist. So the soloists prefer to work alone. They are scared to ask for help because they feel like if they ask for help, they show their weakness. It shows that they're incompetent. So the person may turn down help in an attempt to prove their self-worth. And the last type is called the superheroes. These kinds of people often excel due to extreme effort. So basically workaholics, you know, this can lead to burnouts, which can affect physical and mental well-being and relationships with others. I think these types, they overlap a
2: lot. I was just about to say that these are definitely not definitive. Too many of them hit home. (laughs) I feel like I'm the first and second type, the expert and the perfectionist. Hmm. I'd say three and four. I, feel, I don't like calling myself natural genius. I'm not a genius, but the natural genius one and the soloist one.
1: I think you learn really quickly.
2: Don't, don't let it kick in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's the natural geniuses and soloists. What am I? I feel like with each type, I can see a bit of myself in there. Yeah. Like the expert... I feel like sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't know enough about this. But I don't think I'm fully the expert type of imposter syndrome. And the second one is perfectionist. Mmm. Yes, but not too too much. I was only a little bit in there. A little bit, yeah. I could potentially be natural genius, but I'm not saying that I learn really quickly. But I don't know what what is going
0: on with me. I can't decide which one.
2: You can resonate with all of them a little bit, at least.
0: I feel like I'm a hardcore expert type of person.
2: Because I don't feel like
0: I will ever know enough. So I'm not good enough and I can't be in that position, you know? Like, now, I don't think I'm a good podcaster. (laughs) I'm, I'm just like, I don't know much about it, like, you know? That's kind of like a blend with perfectionist, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't set myself extreme goals though. Are you sure? Your standards are, you sure? are very high. Yeah, you do have high standards. Do I? I think they're like okay standards.
2: Really? I mean, No, it's you're serious, always stressed about your stuff even though it's really good. Yeah. And like, how is it getting better than this?
0: Yeah, because it says focus on what you could have
1: done better instead of celebrating achievements.
0: Oh. So. Oh, yeah, this is definitely me. Because I don't really celebrate my achievements. I think another one that you are quite.
1: The most of could be superhero as well. Mm -hmm. You work a lot. I
0: was. I would agree. Uh, I think this was four years ago. I was a workaholic. Wait, you were more workaholic. You worked more. (laughs) You guys have no idea what my life was like four years ago. So I go to school, right, and then I study, right. It's it was in Taiwan, so we basically just study every hour, every second, every minute when we're at school. And then when I go home, my mom comes and picks me up. When she picks me up, she has my dinner ready. So I eat on the car just to save time. And then I go home, just go straight to my room, close the door, and then study, not stopping. I don't like watch a movie. I don't go to YouTube or anything. And then on the weekends, I don't go out and join my family. I don't go out to have dinner or any meals with them because I need to study. So they go out and have fun while I'm at home studying. And I don't hang out with friends either. That was because I was in a really, I was so blind of it. Like after that, I was very burned out. I
2: can imagine. <laughs> but during
0: that time, I didn't realize anything was wrong because when I'm in that kind of environment where everyone is very competitive, like on the blackboard, there would be like a countdown until the exam day. you If you're just in that environment where teachers every day would be like, you need to study, like you guys are smarter than you think, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And and then it's like a yeah. very Asian environment. And then like the teachers, like every day they would just tell you, if you guys work harder, mm-hmm. you will get into a better school. So we would have like you know like a ranking on the back of the door, and we would go look oh, at God. it. Not ranking. I think it was just like a, something called a PR rating. I don't know what it's called, but like you could go check it on my on website, and it says like you're, for example, fifty percentile of the whole grade. I mean that's okay. It's like just a percentage, but it still like gives you a lot of pressure. I cannot imagine you worked more. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Just from my point of view,
1: I feel like you already work so
0: much now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I work a lot, but then I don't end up getting a lot done. I still get it done last minute, or I need like extra time. So back to the part where I was in middle school. I worked a lot, right? As you can tell. But then I still ended up in not a really good school. It was like the last of the public schools. Mm -hmm. I'm like um well at least i tried my best right it was stressful but then i was like it was worth it so it's like kind of like a bad cycle you know so i saw on the internet it was like the imposter phenomenon becomes a cycle afraid of being discovered as a fraud people with imposter feelings go through contortions to do a project perfectly and then when they succeed they begin to believe all that anxiety and effort paid off eventually they develop Almost superstitious beliefs quote and quotes unconsciously they think their success must be due to that self-torture mm-hmm. I think that portion of my life really made me develop my imposter tendency. Mm.
2: Was that like all the time? Did you study that hard constantly? Because like I had like very similar behavior during exam periods. Like I'd eat whilst I was studying, but like that was only in the short periods, maybe a month or two before exams.
0: Oh, but for me, I was like living in a hole basically. I didn't know what's going on in the world. Like pop music, what are people listening to? What are the movies that people watch now? So basically I was just like, Living in my own world while other like teenagers are having fun Mm. hanging out.
2: It's really quite isolated, isn't it?
0: My life now is actually very different from my life before. It's like way better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I get to relax at least. That's good. But yeah, I feel like how you were brought up really affects your imposter tendencies. Definitely. Can we actually, I think Cassie already kind
1: of touched upon that, like describe how imposter syndrome feels to all of us
2: individually. Give us your example. <laughs> uh,
1: how do I phrase this? So, if I finish this project, I'm just like, oh, okay. And then the next time I have to do it again, I, I have to do another project. I think to my last one or the previous ones, and I'm like, hmm, I feel like those things might have resulted from either coincidence or from the guidance of either teachers or my friends. Like, they kind of contributed and in reality, I'm not creative enough. Or if it's group work, I'm scared that people would find out that honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. And they would find out how scared I am. Yeah, I think that's how I feel about
0: it. In Mm -hmm. general, Like fear that others will unmask you. Uh-huh. It just feels mm-hmm. like
1: it's not even like, oh, I'm scared that they will find out. In my head, I'm just like, no, they will find out. So that's why I need to overcompensate in terms of work, in terms of standards and stuff to make up for that. I just keep going and keep going. And that's the cycle.
2: Yeah. Yes. I think it's so hard to word. Yeah, it's so but hard
1: to word, right?
2: You feel it. But how do you say that? I feel like people's expectations of me are much higher than what I can actually reach their expectations are based upon how I've done like I may have done well but I don't think that I do well normally I know <laughs> what you it's so me. hard to word is it like
1: you're you're scared of letting them down because you know that from yes, your past like, performance high high expectation of you but then you feel like every single time you do things you're scared that you'll let them down
2: yeah yes that is it <laughs> Like people would often use me as their boundary point, especially at school. They were like, "If I ever heard an, I beat Tanya, that would break my heart so much." <laughs> but like it was also weird being their standard point for doing well.
0: I am assuming that a lot of people would think that, "Oh, Tanya's so smart. She's good at everything, right?" Mhm. I get that a lot. I can totally understand how stressful that would be. Yeah, I I remember in a lot of my classes, there would be, like, this one person who always gets, like, 100%. And then everyone would be like, oh, what did you get? Like, did you get, like, 100%? I hate it when people ask grades, you know? Right? Like, yeah, let it be.
1: I think another another thing that also puts the pressure as well, I'm not bragging in any way possible, but I'm just saying, like, being a person who has higher grades in general, and, like, in group work, people always... Say it like in front of you to other people that they can just completely rely on Alice and then they can just do minimal work and they'll still get a good mark because they're in a group with me. Okay, one part of my brain is annoyed because I'm like, no, you don't get to say that. Like, we're in a group together, we all have to contribute. But then Mm -hmm. another part of me is like, oh my God, they all rely on me. They all believe that I can do well, but honestly, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm scared. Yeah, and
2: like, why are you trusting me? I don't know what I'm doing either. Yeah.
0: I just thought of something, just like circling back to the grade part. Like I remember in my school in Berlin, we still had ranking. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And then oh like, my there's <laughs> oh this my girl who's like very, very smart, but she's not good at everything. She's just good at like certain subjects, but people assume that she's good at everything. And when like we go and look at the... Sheet with the rankings. People are like, "Wait, what? She didn't get a hundred? Wait, what? She's not number one?" So like, everyone's uh. like, it's kind of like people are talking about this as a kind of gossip. Like people gossip about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, what's what happened to her?" And I'm like, "You're putting so much pressure on her, right?" I hate it when people do that.
2: Yeah. Like my sometimes when we had exams, they give back the exam papers marked in order of grade. And everyone when we're giving them back everyone's like, Bet the first is Tanya and I'm like, Shut up <laughs> Because honestly it really hurts when it's not me. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Like I went home and cried once. Uh, oh. It's devastating. It's cause I read a question wrong. I knew oh, I was no. I knew it wasn't gonna be me, so I was like, Stop it, it's not gonna be me. Oh.
1: I feel like it's them saying that, Oh, it's you're gonna be first and then when you're not first, it's that feeling of um I don't know because you just feel like everybody around you is paying attention on you all their attention is on your grade and if you didn't achieve that it feels like okay not only have you let yourself down you have also let everyone else down yep and even though other people's opinions don't even matter you still
2: care. It's so hard to think that. I just want to ignore everyone so bad. Same. Why do their opinions matter to me?
1: (laughs) That's why I hate asking people about their grades and answering people's questions about grades. Because I don't like comparing. I don't want people to um, feel a certain way because of how I performed on this test uh-huh. and I don't want other people to f- make me feel a certain way about uh-huh. my performance so
2: yeah hey when people ask and you've done better than them and like what are you supposed to say they don't they won't like anything you say to them after they've seen that you've done better
0: uh, wait what is it what are we talking about
2: I don't know I just <laughs> went on the rant about grades for a moment there.
1: yeah I mean it's all related and I think imposter syndrome is such a difficult subject to put into words yeah it's become more like a feeling and you're so used to that feeling and you just never really learn how to say it or express any of it and now you're suddenly put on the spot to put it into words it's hard
2: mm-hmm. yeah I really don't know how to no, describe it
1: so that's why my answer was quite disorganized
2: <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going in I circles mean I
0: guess like right social pressures makes you feel like you need to do better
2: people expect that I'm naturally really smart but behind the scenes I have to Mm. work really hard to live up to that expectation that they've set of me yeah
0: so then you're probably like afraid to show that you're not actually like what they think you are I guess yes makes sense yeah yeah, there there you you go go. yeah there we go (laughs) Yeah. Well, I understand why you feel that way, but I can't relate to it because I'm not usually like the person who gets the best grade in my class or anything. It's just basically feel like I'm not good enough because I'm not the smart one. And even though I work really hard, I don't even get to like a really good school. So I just feel like, well, then I'm probably just stupid. (laughs) (laughs)
2: no oh my god why do I want to cry oh my god
0: (laughs) when like people judge you by your grades and your and the school that you go to really affected me mentally and also like I'm just really frustrated because like I work hard and I thought like if you work hard you will get to the place you want to be but then it's not the case Mm -hmm. for me so I was like really frustrated about it i was like why can't i just like be like other people who just work hard and then they get to a good school well this was was the past like but like i and i didn't end up in a good high school and then like people who didn't even try ended up in the same school that i went to it just really irked me and i'm just like why why am i like this Mm Hmm i just blowing my nose. <laughs> that was so loud.
2: We'll keep that in there. I th- I really feel that in like moving to a creative subject from not, I really feel like I don't belong here. Or I haven't <laughs> achieved what I have to to be here. Oh, you know? oh.
1: Do you guys have like a specific instance that you remember where imposter syndrome really inhibited you, inhibited you from doing what you wanted to do?
0: I don't think there was like a moment that inhibited me to do something, but I'm, I'm constantly it. experiencing it. And the most recent mm. one was when the founder of Fuse asked me if I wanted to take over their feed. Fuse is a platform that highlights creatives of color and I've been keeping in contact with the founder. I was, I just like messaged him because I wanted to get involved. I wanted to help because I really like the whole motive of this project. And then one day he was like, uh, I was still thinking how you could get involved. Would you like to get highlighted? And then my first instance was, no, thank you. Sorry, I don't think I'm good enough to be highlighted. I don't belong in your community (laughs) because, like, everyone that you highlight are really good creatives. And I'm just a second year student. Like, why do I get to get highlighted? In my grade, there are tons of people who are better than me. And then, like, it actually took me a long time to reply to him. I think it took me like two days. And I was just like lying on my bed and being like, should I reply? Should I get highlighted? I was just really scared to put myself out there because people will judge my work. And I'm for sure that my work is probably not the best because I just started off as a graphic designer and I'm a student. And basically, I just think I'm not good enough to be on his platform. So that was the most recent time when I felt like I wasn't enough. Another recent example is when I had to design the merch for Leeds Rack Fashion Show, which is a society that I've been working with since the summer. And I was just like, I can't think of anything good. And I was like, I'm not creative enough. I always, always experience creative block. And I think it's a problem. I just don't feel like I'm as good as other people. And that thought really just bugged me the whole week. I was feeling so depressed. You can ask Alice. <laughs> I was like, yeah. sighing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling of stress overpowering the fun of graphic design. And I was just mm-hmm. so frustrated about that. And then I got over it one evening. Because I was just reminded of like the really nice people that I encountered. So like that day, I FaceTimed the person that I'm working with for the merch design. And then I just kind of kind of rounded to her about how I feel like all my ideas are shit. And she's like, no, no, it's so good. Like, oh, th- just just share it to me. And then she's like, we're going to figure it out together. Don't worry. And then it just like really comforted me after that. I felt so much better. I was like, oh, my God, why are people so nice? And then on the same day, I was responding to the founder of Fuse as well. And then I was just like, why are you so nice? So he was asking me to give him an invoice because I was paid for it being highlighted. So I was like, oh, sorry, I don't know how to, like, I've never completed an invoice. And then he was like, oh, no problem. He wrote down all the steps of how to do it. And I'm just like, why are you so nice to me? You're paying me, but then you're telling me how to fill in an invoice to get paid? Like, what? On that day, I just felt so much better. And I was ready to work mm-hmm. again the next day. I couldn't sleep because I was so excited to work.
1: I-, I think I witnessed Cassie going from a week of frowns to that night where she was like, oh my god, I feel so much lighter now. And then the next morning when we walked, she was like, last night I couldn't sleep because I was so excited to start work.
0: <laughs> it's such a dramatic change. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. cute.
1: <laughs> the amount of person can affect you.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Tanya?
2: What about me? Currently, the prevalent issue is placements. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be worth a company's time in any way. How am I going to help them? I've not done the work that people there have done. I'm only a feeble new graphic designer. I'm barely even a graphic designer. So it troubles me right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like placements, really makes you experience imposter feelings definitely it's so like mentally draining because you have to sell yourself but then after writing your cover letter you're like that's not me and then like when you Mm -hmm. look at the requirements for the role and then you're like no I can't do all of this yet but then there are people who tell you Mm -hmm. you're gonna learn it when you start your job you know what's stupid
1: like I totally get what you mean about looking at the requirements and feeling like you don't fit and then people saying oh you can learn it on a job but then with placements internships even though they are set to be opportunities for us to learn how to do things and gain work experience they need us to have prior work experience which is mm-hmm. quite contradicting right like because uh-huh. i don't have work experience that's why i want to get experience from you exactly. guys it's just very frustrating you know
2: trying to get experience without experience that requires experience it's like yeah. a loop Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Do I have an example? I feel like it's just constant. But when I was back in Taiwan, I was just constantly online, right? And then trying to learn things. And then there was this week where I was like, there are these online lessons, and everybody can access to it. It's not like I learn that fast from online stuff anyway. And other people, they all can. And what if I've made the wrong decision to go into art. You know, that repetitive cliche thing that we've always been saying. I remember myself feeling so down that I think I was unable to do work because of it. So that's how it kind of inhibited me from progressing. So it made me feel bad. But then in turn, I felt like I didn't have any motivation to work. So mm-hmm. That was that was quite bad.
2: I feel like we talk about imposter syndrome mostly in relation to, like, work and studies and stuff. Mm. But, like, personally, I feel like it's more heavy in the social aspect for me. Oh, really? As in, like, whenever I meet people, the first assumption is always, you hate me. And I won't forget it unless you tell me otherwise. I will Mm. think that until the end of the relationship. Until the end of the relationship. Even though I have friends right now, Mm. I'm like, that's not because of me. That's because of them. This has nothing to do with Mm. me. I don't know how to explain it.
1: I I know what you mean. But just saying, we love you, Tanya, we miss you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I need that validation.
0: (laughs) I kind of relate to that because I feel like you guys are so different and I don't fit in properly.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah that as well like feeling like you don't belong with a certain group of people and then like
0: back to the part where I was like just constantly studying in middle school and since like I was constantly studying during that period of time I missed a lot of the fun of being a teenager and so like I don't know a lot of the trends. I feel like I'm so boring. No,
1: if it makes you feel better, I still don't know the trends now. And like, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I don't know a lot of the Disney movies that you guys mentioned. So
2: that's why you should watch them with us. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's what I missed out on yeah. as well. What about relationships? Like, I mean, I've never been in a relationship.
2: Yeah, me neither. I'm not capable of love.
1: <laughs> Obviously, every relationship is different, right? And it also depends on your compatibility as well. So I think in one of the relationships that I had, I wasn't aware. But then I was actually unconsciously scared of him. Wait, what? Like Mm. scared of making him mad and scared of making him annoyed. Because I felt like anything I did could potentially trigger Uh him. It's a red flag. Yeah. But yeah, I won't go too much into detail about my relationships. Thanks for sharing. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I just, I know, I just feel like if you're with the right person, though, you shouldn't feel that
0: way. No, I don't think you should feel that way. I have no idea. I don't think you should feel like you're not good enough for that person. I feel like relationships in general are just quite
1: difficult to maintain. Like, not just romantic, but also friendships. Because I feel like sometimes, I don't know, I'm just so scared of. Falling out with friends. Like, I go into a friendship thinking that it could potentially end one day. Like, I'm just (laughs) mentally preparing myself. Because you feel like you don't fit with them? Like, you're not good enough? It's more like I feel like I cannot maintain this friendship. I personally don't know if I personally will be able to continue making this person like me or like what if they get bored of me yeah. what if they
0: what if they just find me annoying yeah I always think that you could have found someone else that's way better than me way funnier way chill and doesn't mm-hmm. like study all the time in her room like me
2: mm. so, like, there's a lot of times where I feel, I feel like they're worth more to me than I am to them like to me they're like one of my best friends but To them, I'm just another person, they know. Yeah, yeah,
0: and like the same goes to being a podcast host. Just saying that sounds so weird because I'm not a podcast material person. I'm not like Mm. extroverted. Mm. I don't, I'm not talkative. I feel like if I were someone else doing it, the podcast would have been much better. And then I feel like whenever I talk on the podcast, I feel like I'm not articulate enough or that my vocabulary is not extensive enough. After we re- record or when I listen to our recordings, our episodes on Spotify, I cringe a lot. I just like question what I'm doing. Is this a path worth going towards? It's sometimes like whenever I listen to it, it just affects my mood a lot because we put a lot of effort in this podcast. So whenever I spot something that is a flaw, it just affects me. Dramatically, like it just like one little thing, just affects my
2: whole day. And do you listen to every episode? Damn, I don't listen to a single one.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do because
1: I edit it. So
2: I don't like the sound of my own voice. It's annoying.
1: I think the more you listen to it, the more you'll used to, uh, get mm-hmm. used to it.
2: Maybe yeah, we should start just listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, personally, I think you're very articulate, Cassie. You're no. much better than me, and I'm a native English. So
1: yeah. <laughs> But I do know, I understand you though. I understand what
0: you, where you're yeah, coming cause I, from. Yeah,
2: because I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's fair. Mm. Yeah, if you compare.
0: I just feel like this podcast would have been better if someone else took my place. Just saying it won't,
2: okay? It most definitely wouldn't. You are one of the leading causes.
1: Our minds. So annoying, you know?
2: <laughs> I think it's a self-worth thing as well.
0: Yeah, they're quite related mm-hmm. though, I think.
2: I feel like it affects
0: creatives maybe more because like there's no right or wrong. Like you can't determine your work with grades. So you never know like if it's good enough. Mm. Do you think social media has contributed to this? Yeah, probably because I compare with people on social media. Oh, yes. And then especially when Mm -hmm. like big people follow you. Oh, yeah. I I know that they are not going to judge me, but I feel like... I'm gonna let them down. They're gonna be like, oh, your work is actually not that good. It's just a lot of pressure. And also the podcast, like maybe they're listening and then like, they're just like judging our podcast. Before I used to be able to post anything, even though it might not be good. But now I'm just scared whenever I post. That's well, not that's not the reason why I haven't posted in a long time, but that's what I've been thinking recently.
1: I think we need to realize that their their people too I think that's a really hard thing for us to think about when we're in that imposter mindset they might be feeling similarly as you even if you can't see it obviously on the outside other people might not see what we are feeling on the inside right like they might just feel the same way Mm -hmm. as we do it's just that we can't Uh see it
2: likely they do to be honest
1: We're always so harsh on ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume that we would want to feel this kind of feeling a little less.
0: So do you guys think there's anything that we can do to help? I feel like just like talking about it, acknowledging that we do have imposter syndrome is the start. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people might be scared to talk about it because you don't want to show your weakness. You, You don't want to be found that you're actually like you're a fraud. So you you try to hide it so by talking about it I guess it's
1: therapeutic yeah I think it's Being conscious about our mindset and trying our best to shift it a little bit. Maybe through journaling, maybe we could try that. Mm Journaling. What else? As I said, it's important to recognize that it's likely that everybody feels the same way. And then it's just that they're trying to hide it. And then they're in the same boat. And try and stop thinking about what others think of you.
2: Oh, that's a dream. I'd love to be able to do that.
1: Just think that as much as we don't like to say We are selfish. Everybody actually mostly think about themselves most of the time. Think for themselves most of the time. They don't spend as much time thinking about you and your failures Mm -hmm. as much as they think about their own. That
0: is true. I guess you could also seek support. Maybe you could find a therapist. I was thinking of finding a therapist actually. This past few weeks, I was like, maybe I actually need to talk to someone because I don't want to rant to people about it because. it just ruins their day and affects all my friends. And um, I feel like it's good if you talk to someone outside of your friend zone, like someone who you pay for to (laughs) listen to all your rants. So yeah, but journaling is also something that I wanted to try. So I think I'm gonna journal first and see if that works. And then maybe I'll take a step and find a therapist. But then at the same time, I'm broke. (laughs) that's the main problem isn't it yeah and i also try to meditate and yeah i just try to do it because i don't want to affect the people around me and i just like it i tend to pour out my negativity and it's so bad so i think yeah i try to meditate and then i'll try to journal i also heard you could do some positive manifestation is that what you call it like you just like wake up and say like i am good
2: positive and positive affirmations Affirmations. That's yeah, the word. positive yeah.
0: affirmation. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard some someone talk about this. Like, the more you tell yourself that you're good enough, the more you will believe it.
2: Yeah, like apparently your brain doesn't know you're joking, so even if you joke,
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> you <I'm>, joke. <laughs> that means you're not good.
2: That's enough. cute. Tell yourself, like, I'm super sexy every morning, even as a joke. Your brain won't know you're joking, and you will think. Oh you're my god. Super sexy. Oh, I should try that.
1: That's a good pointer. Maybe I'll just look into the mirror every morning and say that to myself. High hot
2: sauce every morning to yourself.
1: <laughs> and
0: wink, you know?
2: <laughs> or just true. like tape something on
0: the mirror and say, like, you're pretty.
1: I actually taped something on my wall. It's so cheesy, but I taped it at the beginning of the year when I was stressed about placement. I, I wrote. <laughs> What belongs to you will come to you. Yes,
2: <laughs> it's true. It's a good quote. Wow. Yeah.
1: Last year I had breathe on my wall. Yeah, that's
2: helpful. The only thing I have is get your work done first. On mine. That's cute. It's not. It's a problem. I don't do my work too much. <laughs> I
0: think I'll start doing
2: that. I think I'll
0: start doing that. Maybe also. I'll wait. I was thinking. Like I've been thinking about this since the summer. I want to get like a washable marker and I want to write on my mirror Mm. Mm. and maybe just write something every day. That sounds like a good idea. I heard a couple on the podcast so she would write something and stick it onto the mirror in the morning and then her husband will come into the bathroom and he would respond to that message so she, sometimes she would write like something negative like i feel very stressed and i feel like i'm not pretty enough and then he would respond and say like no you are pretty oh so cute
1: positive affirmation if you don't write it down you, your brain it will just be pulled back into that negativity very easily yeah. So if you write it down, you see it, you recognize it.
2: I see it. I feel it. <laughs> I am it.
1: And I need to meditate. I haven't been meditating for it a while. Oh, it's been so
2: long since I've meditated mm. as well. I had like a CBT course as well to do and I left it for so long that I got, it got cancelled. Mm. I was like, no.
1: <laughs> I actually tried to do CBT as well. It's uh, cognitive behavior therapy,
2: therapy, therapy
1: yeah. online. But then I just kept postponing it. I, I mean, I only did like one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did one video as well. <laughs> And it's like you have to wait four days for the next video. And I waited, but then I waited too long. And they were like, We've removed this course from you. And I was like, Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of that.
1: Cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. it's basically trying to change the way you mm-hmm. think, trying to change your mindset from certain exercises. The only one I attended taught me to write down some thoughts and then write down a column for feelings oh. like to separate them, I think.
2: Mine was allocate a space of time to worry each day, so you only worry during that time period. Oh. And if you have thoughts during other time, write it down and don't think about it until that time. Wow. wow. I haven't done it, so I should probably do that.
1: <laughs> I should probably do that too. But it's just, you know, uni work sometimes kind of overwhelms right? you. and You have to wait for four days and you, like after four days you get lazy. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Can you guys show which site i got it through my gp so i
1: can send you the link i think they recommend it quite a bit initially they asked us to choose categories like which area that i need help with and then i found it a little hard because like i know what i'm going through i I know sometimes that uh, i might be feeling a certain way or but then i don't really know how to pinpoint it and i don't know which one to go into.
2: Mm -hmm. I feel like the imposter syndrome kind of plays into that a little bit as well. She's like, my troubles are not equivalent to others. I do not require Mm -hmm. this kind of treatment or whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, I suddenly thought of something. Do you guys feel like sometimes when you have your own problems or when you think about a certain problem that you're facing, you don't want to tell people mainly because you feel like there are tons of people with uh, who's immediately experiencing yes. worse, worse <laughs> uh-huh. things than you. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Why would you say it, you know? And then you're just wasting another person's time. You're putting a burden on that person. So that's, uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, sometimes when I say my worries to someone, I think one time someone was like, you know, Cassie, there are people who are struggling even more. There are people who are in worse situations. That's the worst thing to say. That's the worst thing you can say to someone who's, yeah. what? who's like, struggling mentally. The last
2: thing you want to do is invalidate someone's yeah. feelings.
0: No, don't. Don't, don't do, do that. that, please. Don't. Well, we we went through a lot. It
1: was a roller coaster like episode today. It was
2: a lot of ranting.
0: Another tip to deal with imposter syndrome is to be kind to yourself cuz i feel like i'm so harsh on myself mm. like we're more harsh on ourselves than to our friends to our friends we're like oh you're mm. no you're you're good you're good enough mm-hmm. you're so pretty you look good and then like to yourself you're, it's just like complete opposite yeah mm. practice what you preach <laughs> i guess just try to say what you say to your friends to yourself
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Like some people, I think someone said, when you say things to yourself, think about what you would say to your friend if that friend is going through the same thing you're experiencing right now. I thought we were like
2: citing the golden rule for a moment there do unto others what, what you would want done unto yourself or whatever. And oh. Bible phrase <laughs> Christian school things.
1: <laughs> it's hard, but we can try. Positive affirmations first.
2: Yes. Mm. Yeah
1: uh
0: so yeah. yeah i guess we already shared quite a few tips on how to deal with imposter syndrome and we've ranted a lot yeah sorry about yeah that. sorry <laughs> i hope that i hope this episode isn't just us ranting i hope you resonated with us and i hope you feel like you're not alone start affirming yourself yes write down things on the mirror
1: write down things on sticky notes stick them onto your wall stick them right in front of Mm -hmm. you
0: and i learned from this episode that you never know what other people are going through yeah yeah people can also be thinking that they're not enough and stuff like that just don't put expectations on people yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i guess that's it Mm -hmm. for today's episode hope you guys found it comforting therapeutic maybe and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye bye Bye. if you like this episode feel free to share it with your friends and family
1: you can find us on all listening platforms and don't forget to follow us on instagram at better Lake podcast to stay updated thank you guys for sticking around and we hope to see y'all soon
2: Bye. bye